0: the Garage. I am a very sad Brian Sanchez coming to you alone today for the first of what I will be doing this season, which is F1 Rundown. Recapping the events of the races, getting you ready for uh, the races upcoming, and then diving into some fandom, some news topics, stories, things of that nature, And I want to kick off right away, Uh, you know, we are a few days past the first race of the season, Bahrain, the 2023 F1 season has officially kicked off, and I'm already sad. I'm depressed, I am loathing the next 22 races that I may have to endure, because it looks to be that my favorite driver, Lewis Hamilton, and the team at mercedes AMG, Petronas, Formula One team have taken steps back. I'm very disappointed. A lot has been made about the side pods and the concept that Mercedes has taken since the new regulations came in in 2022. And, you know, everyone went with these large side pods, these undercut aerodynamics on the side of the vehicle. And Mercedes came out the gate. I mean, Lord bless them. Uh, they stuck to their guns and they said, nope, we're doing something different. And they assured us that that concept was going to be faster in the long run. But it seems the more and more that they worked throughout that philosophy last year, the more and more frustrated the drivers seemed to be, and, yes, by the end of the season, they had made some progress and they even, Hats off to him, won a race last year uh, in Brazil, but it was after Red Bull had already kind of wrapped up the championships and there's an argument to be made that a lot of the teams had started to focus on next year, Ferrari, with their whole strategy and reliability issues, which we'll talk about at some point, because those seem to still be around. Uh, But it looked like they might be closing the gap to Red Bull towards the end of the year last year, through all the frustrations of us fans. And then even through testing this year, it looked like they were okay. They did have some reliability problems. I think it was a, a drive shaft uh, issue on the second day of preseason testing that prevented them from doing any more running that day. So you know, I, I mean it it's it's been kind of wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. But now that we've had one race here in 2023, and it's clear and obvious, I think, to everyone that the Mercedes concept of the zero side pods is just not working. Uh, It cannot compete with the philosophies of the rest of the grid, really. Uh, You know, particularly Ferrari, Red Bull, and to a lot of folks' surprise, Aston Martin, a team that buys... Engines and gearboxes and you know a lot of components from Mercedes, they seem to be outpacing the Mercedes Works team with their own equipment. And that's I think is a bit of an embarrassment. And I think it's taken this to really open the eyes of the folks at Mercedes. And look, I, I want to get this off my chest first and foremost. Uh, I root for Mercedes, not out of any loyalty to the brand or the team necessarily, but I make no, you know, excuses or anything about it. I am a massive Lewis Hamilton fan. I have been for the last 10 or so years, uh, actually, wow, it's been longer than that since 2006, 2007, uh, you know, uh, he impressed me as as a rookie as you know every fan you know watching you have to give you know give him credit he he burst onto the scene at a very young age and was very competitive and then of course through the whole you know entire 8 years of the time with Mercedes and the dominance and the seven world championships i mean you you know he is my favorite driver so i root for mercedes because he is a driver for mercedes uh, but i do think that it it would benefit Formula One to have these bigger teams be battling it out much closer, and it feels like we're slipping into a scenario that F1 was in during those eight, nine years where Mercedes was just kind of running away with every race, and everyone else was pretty much fighting for second or, you know, third, fourth. The rest of the podium, that last spot on the podium was the only one that was really up for grabs for so many years. It was Nico Hulkenberg and Lewis Hamilton on you know the top two steps, and then someone else, one of the Ferraris, one of the Red Bulls. Uh, and it, it seems to be that that's the case right now with the Red Bulls. Checo, Max Verstappen gonna be battling it out. Probably Max Verstappen getting the upper hand there. You know, there's a whole other series of things that we can talk about with that, preferences and how teams start to lean into one driver over another, you know, but it's very sad that Mercedes seems to not have gotten off on the right foot with this concept. Post-race, even Toto Wolf even said, I think that he feels there needs to be something quote radical that has to happen. Uh, in order for them to be competitive because we are stuck with these regulations at least for the next 3 years. So they have to do something. And it's sad that it seems that you know it may end up being that one race in now is when they're choosing to go with a different concept, a different you know direction with the the car and it's going to take at least a year to really fully implement that because with the way the cost caps are now they don't have an unlimited budget to throw at the car and just, you know, in two weeks, just build a new car, start from scratch and, and be fine. They have limited time in the wind tunnels that they're allowed to use. They have things that were in development for this current version of the W14 that probably won't work on a different version of a W14B spec if that's what they end up doing. So I'm I'm very interested to see, but it, it, it seems to be that, through some comments that Lewis Hamilton made, George Russell made, Toto Wolff made throughout uh, the weekend and at the end uh, of the race, it seems that Mercedes is finally willing to admit that the direction that they went is not the right one and they need to make it drastic. And to use Toto Wolff's words, radical change has to happen. They were supposed to get some upgrades, you know, during... Uh, the sixth race of the of the year, but apparently it was only going to be worth a couple of tenths uh, on lap pace, and that's just not going to be enough. So we shall see. But, yep, <laughs> Formula One kicks off in week one, and I'm already depressed and, and sad. But, I mean, look, if, if, if you like stories, if you like change, there's definitely a lot of change going on right now because, you know, Fernando Alonso coming from Alpine and going to Aston Martin, I mean, I think a lot of folks expected him to be a little bit more competitive, but I don't think anyone truly expected him to be on the podium in the first race of the year before preseason testing. But during preseason testing, the Aston Martin looked quick. It looked stable. It looked like a proper front-of-the-grid fighting machine. And hats off to him, you know, he got it to the end of the race, kept it together, did some really close fighting with Hamilton and uh, Carlos Sainz, and yes, you can say he got a little lucky because the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc ended up not finishing the race, and so everyone moves up one grid spot, but he was closing the gap, he was definitely, you know, getting there, and, you know, a lot of the race is finishing that race, and Ferrari, has had struggles in the past year or so with finishing races, even though their car looks to have the pace to be able to do it up at the front. But hats off to Fernando Alonso, a 41-year-old getting his first podium in a very, very long time uh, and shaking up the Formula One world with Aston Martin being in the mix, it seems, for P2s and podiums. Uh, But unfortunately, as we kind of alluded to earlier, I don't think anyone is going to be catching the Red Bulls, particularly Max Verstappen at the front of the grid this year. Uh will he win 23 races? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Checo has the opportunity to maybe nip one or two from him uh given the chance and of course the odd Reliability problem, a puncture strategy situation that, you know, takes someone out of the race. It's very, very difficult to win that many races. No one's ever done it, but, you know, if anyone can, he definitely has the skill and, of course, the machine to be able to do it. So we'll see what happens. Now, at the end of every week after the race, I'm going to give out a most dope award, sort of the driver of the day. Uh, I believe... Fernando Alonso one driver of the day during the race uh, on the broadcast, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you can get at me on Twitter, I am at your primo brian. I'll go over some stuff of that at the end, um, but I really do want to give Pierre Gasly from Alpine the first most dope award here on the F1 Rundown, uh, look, Homie started the race at the back of the grid, Completely last place. And he finished in ninth. That's insane. That's 11 spots up the grid that he moved in a car that some people say is a midfield car at best. And he weaved his way through traffic, he managed his tires, he did a phenomenal drive to end up in the points. So, for this week, first week of the season, Pierre Gasly from Alpine, you are the most dope. All right, y'all, that's going to basically do it. That's going to be how these episodes are short form podcasts. Uh, if you've never listened to one of our rundown style podcasts before, first of all, welcome. Uh, we are Signal Point Media, like to do short form podcasts. Kind of get you through a lunch break, a short drive home, something like that, get you caught up on some headlines, some news, and a little bit of fan discussion. Uh, so that's what these rundown episodes are about. Uh, this is obviously part of the From the Garage podcast, which is an older podcast we used to do with uh, some very good friends of mine, Tim Wesley and Dan Nichols, a longer form podcast talking things about the automotive world, not just racing, but Uh, consumer market, you know, developments, EVs, trucks, uh, you know, those kind of things. We do want to bring that show back eventually, but I think for now we're going to stick with Formula One rundowns uh, to get your racing fix. So if you guys love Formula One, if you're an American fan, new to the sport, uh, welcome. I'm so happy that the sport is finally taking off in the States the way it is. Obviously a lot due to Drive to Survive, but also, I just think that the sport is incredibly dynamic. I've been watching Formula One since, you know, 2008, like regularly really watching since 2008. And so to see the evolution that the sport has gone through, you know, over those that time, is it's been phenomenal. And I really, really love that it's becoming much more mainstream. Uh, I currently live here in Austin, uh, right down the road-ish from Circuit of the Americas, where uh, the United States Grand Prix takes place uh obviously this year we have three races in the u.s miami kind of a boring spot but i guess it's cool atmosphere and las vegas street circuit i i am very excited for that race i will say uh i do though think that long term i don't know if the u.s can support three races a year uh it's the only country if i'm not mistaken that those three races in a year and there's a lot of other places around the world that I think deserve to be on the grid and so I think in years to come we may lose a track and that the rate it's going I think Austin might be the one so who knows how much longer Formula One will be coming to Coda so hopefully this year we'll be able to get out there watch the race have been to gotten to go to one uh, race here in Austin Formula One race and uh, so hopefully we get to go back this year. But uh, again, if you are a stateside Formula One fan, welcome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at your Primo Brian, Primo P R I M O, that's Spanish for cousin. Uh, you can also find us at signalpointmedia.com. Leave us comments, send us questions. What are you guys looking forward to? during this upcoming Formula One season. Who are your favorite teams? I wanna know who's listening. So let me know if you enjoyed this podcast. And of course, like and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere that you get your podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening, Uh, it really does help us out. So we can keep growing this amazing sport of Formula One here stateside. Uh, That's gonna do it for me today, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to the podcast. We'll see y'all around. I don't know how I'm going to end this podcast, my sign-off phrase. You know what? We'll see y'all around. We'll say one love for now, and we'll come up with something better next time.